Welcome back to Premier Glass Pod. I'm Belly. And I'm Annabelle. And, and this is our fourth time <laughs> recording this episode. If it sounds like we're crying, it's because we are. And we're not going to pretend we did this intro four times or five times already. Okay, you know what? We can like save the weekend recap in like two sentences later because I don't think I can recap this shit anymore. Yeah. Let's talk about the technical difficulties we've faced so far. Mercury is in Mercury. We literally say we that again. This, we recorded this episode last week. Feli opens the audio file on Friday while I was in a car to South Carolina, and she's like, "Annabelle, there's something going on." I was like, "I was like, oh fuck." It sounds like shit. <laughs> so. You know, we reschedule for today. Uh, we start. What happened the first time? Wait, what happened four the first times time? later? We're here. Like, it was like we were testing NMS audio and it was just fine. But then mine was a problem now. So you, we and paused then, two times because you had a buzzing sound and then something else. And then let me just make sure. Okay, it's still recording. And then my my software stopped recording. Okay, great. So this is the fourth time. The last Let's time. hope this is the last okay. time. Okay. But happy Lunar New Year. <laughs> happy <laughs> Lunar New we Year. Said this to each most other. importantly. Times. I can't take it seriously. <laughs> I when we first recorded, we I was so like, excited. I'm so full for my homemade hot pot. Now I feel like I've digested. So Lunar New Year, check. What else? You're full, check. You had Your great weekend. dinners, yes. Check. 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 I had a snowstorm. Couldn't go to pho. I went check. to go to Netflix at someone's house yesterday. And I went to South Carolina this, this weekend. There was a lake house. We paddle boated. This is genuinely like the most condensed version we've ever given like the first time i told the story of this weekend trip it took me seven minutes um you're getting the 10 second version now because i can't do this again <laughs> like not that it was like <laughs> that eventful to be honest yeah not that you guys like, cared that much it was if you do dm us yeah, we, we can tell like, you personally when we paddle boated and with we, a paddleboard on it Yes. And you watched the Kirsten Bell I, I actually really, show. like, I, it was, it was weird. But if you like weird stuff, it's good. I think I'm going to watch it. I feel like you should. I feel like you'd enjoy. Like, it's definitely not a big show because their um, Instagram page for that show only has a thousand followers, which is, like, very little for, like, a Netflix original. Yeah. So, because I, I do feel like the trailer is, like, a little weird. Like, if you're just, like, it, looking I watched at it. the trailer, I was like, what is going on? Yeah, you're kind of like, what the fuck? So, that's also, you know. Yeah. Okay. Did we check all the boxes? <sighs> yes, I think so. Okay. Oh, I was going to say, I was, like, binging a bunch of, like, podcasts today. Just, like, trying to find new ones because... Like, I have, like, a certain ones I, like, follow each week, like, religiously. And there are other ones that I, like, do want to, like, find more, um, either, like, more story-based ones or more educational ones. Um, and I found one recently. I shared it on our Instagram, but it's called A24. But it's so interesting because they, like, basically bring celebrities or, like, any sort of creators 
like two of them on each episode together and just like uh-huh. let them have a combo together with like oh, no that's host. Cool. So the most recent episode was with Lord and Hunter Shepherd from Euphoria, which is so cool because like I don't think they're like close friends or anything, but they like obviously like kind of know each other, and they just talked about like Lord's music, like whole background and like how she created her music. And Hunter talked about like euphoria and the making of that, and also like how she brought like her sexuality into like storytelling and everything. So yeah, highly recommend that. I listened to another one today with um Paul Metzko. Is that how you say his name? He's a guy from Normal People. Paul Mes Mesco. I didn't watch Mezco? that show. <gasps> you didn't watch that show. Because I need to read the book first, and I have no oh, time to read the book. Yeah, you should so, read, the, read the book first. Yeah, generally make it a rule. I try not to yeah. watch things before I Because my the friend book. watched a show before the book, and she regretted it because she read it. Oh, book okay. After. Yeah, I'm going to read the book yeah. first then. Yeah. I don't know who that is, but can we... Euphoria's gotten real weird lately, dude. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, do we want to talk about Euphoria? Because I can go on. Because I also tried listening to their, like after show podcast today which is like oh not i've that never great, listened to their podcast but i don't know it was just like rambling or like summarizing the show i want them more like analysis kind what are your thoughts on yeah should what we talk about the, in the tv show section or should we just go into that question first let's just do that question first then. okay okay so cool. obviously ama 30th oh, episode right. you what... know the drill <laughs> We wanted to have a no-brainer episode of just, like, us talking from questions from you guys. And, I mean, you asked them, so hopefully you find this semi-interesting. I guess we can do the TV one, TV show one first. Yeah. So we got asked a question that was, like, any book, TV show, movie you wish more people talked about? So, since we're talking about Euphoria, and honestly, no one needs to hear more about Euphoria... But I think there's just, like, so much to talk about. No. They're, like, every... I feel like every bitch with a following on the internet has, like, done some sort of dissection about Euphoria. But what I see a lot now is, like, people talking about how fucking messy it is, which, like, true. Like, like, okay, like, this... Okay, obviously, spoilers ahead. If you haven't watched the newest episode of Euphoria, which is... Okay, you know what? We're still in the same week, so the new one wouldn't have come out yet. The newest one. Um, like, skip, I guess. Um, but, like, the only part I truly, truly kind of enjoyed this episode was, like, Kel's, like, liberating moment where man's really just was drunk driving and then went to the bar and, like, came home and, like, told his entire family off. I was like, why do I, why am I kind of rooting for you? Like, I for don't think I, I, was like, I know, wow. I was like, why, why do I feel sympathy? Because you're, like, obviously a very shitty person. That and, like, dude, I feel like Maddie knows about Nate and Cassie, yeah, there's dude. No way I, I feel like she knows. Like, especially... When she was, like, having that monologue at Nate, like, in the hot tub. I think Cassie made it so obvious when she, like, fell into the hot tub and onto him and be like, oh, like, oops, like, girly. Like, that's so obvious. Yeah. I do think this season has a lot of monologue action going, which I enjoy. Yeah. I I like, like, getting to, like, I guess, peek under the characters a bit more. Like, that's nice, but... I don't know. I do feel like the storytelling telling is like a little mm. all over the place. Interesting. This is a hot take, but I think I like this season better. 
so far at least really just because i think it's last season was obviously like a big bang like premiere of the show and there's like a lot going on with like character development and like introducing all like the climaxes of what's happening between people but i think this season is a lot more like storytelling and not as much like yeah shit going on but it's a lot of like backstory that you have to like yeah i do like the the backstories direction of season two is great like all the smaller moments i'm like wow i don't know if i like this much nudity though oh there's yeah we can talk about that because i don't know if you needed yeah some of the nudity to tell the story like i so that's an interesting question because i listened to this is completely taken out of like culture club new episode Uh um the episode is called sex sells but shit it and they talk about like euphoria and how like sydney sweeney had an interview where she basically just talks about how like why she chooses to show this much nudity. yeah i've, I've heard that yeah, like how like show. men are able to do this and like they could still have a career right. so so why shouldn't women yeah be able to? and like yeah but also i don't know like sometimes i feel like it, it it feels like they do it just for the shock factor and value instead of like aiding the storytelling yeah. like i get it because it is a very like shock factor based show um it's it's almost like do you i don't know if you remember when gossip girl first came mm. out like parents were shook it oh yeah um they were like it's unacceptable like blah 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 it almost feels like but like obviously i think over the years we've desensitized a lot over like what exactly is shocking or what exactly is like provocative in teen shows and i feel like they're like the new gossip girl but, like obviously like time a times a thousand like i remember when season one episode two first came out like it was such a big deal because they had so many dicks on like I think on camera. I don't know if that's never happened before. Like season one had more nudes, or like it was super. No, season. I should go back. I I just forget. But I was honestly like shocked season one. But I think I like my expectation for it's like so much higher at this point that I'm like, oh, this is like fine. (laughs) I'm like, okay, like that 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 just happens. Like, um, like I want more about Lexi's play, and I wanna Mm, I wanna see more of Lexi and like Fez, like. I want that content. Actually, like, yes, Cal's backstory also great. Loved it, but yeah, like Maddie's birthday. I don't know. I was just like, was- looking <laughs> at it and I was like, "Oh, that is so awkward." It's sometimes like I'm like, "Oh, right, you're in high school." Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, I feel like I forget that sometimes. Yeah, but I think in an interview, Sydney Sweeney was saying like there are certain like scenes where she was supposed to be nude but she was like i don't think it's necessarily yeah like it's not necessary that she is new into the storytelling to contribute anything but i think was great that like the actors and actresses have a say and i think just the director like sam levinston i think he's done a great job in like casting very diverse and like inclusive cast um so obviously there's like controversial like controversy between like how it's like presented it's so funny because i've seen so many like memes about how there's no asian people and you actually that is true yeah (laughs) yeah well that's a good point 
they're like that's a very like, very very non-asian high school <laughs> which is isn't it supposed to be in cali which is also fair actually yeah which is like um like i don't know like i I don't think it's fair to read in because like at the end of the day it's still kind of like art like i don't think it's mm. not supposed to be like some non-fiction show so right. like i don't like i don't want to read too much into it i think yeah. i'm just i'm just here to enjoy the yeah the, the and there's drama. like the um i guess like spectrum of it because shows like Goss- the new reboot of gossip girl and sex in the city i i haven't watched that much of it but i've just heard people saying like oh it's too liberal like they're trying to be too woke so I think there's just, like, no perfect balance between, like, what is, like, what do we want to see? Like, what, there's always going to be critiques. There are always going to be things that yeah. can be done better. So I think we just need a credit. Like, like obviously, like, things can be done to be better, but they are doing, like, you know, there's, like, steps forward that has already been taken in, like, a lot of these shows. Yeah. Like, they have tried. Like it's a it's a pretty cool concept, yeah. um, regardless of like whatever. Because I I see so many like um, dissection videos and like memes and stuff, which is like I think is the fun of it. Because um, like everybody's trying to predict what's gonna happen next week. I think it's been a while since we like actually like been waiting like wait for a show like literally week by week. Because I think everything is so bingeable now that. It's so weird to have to like wait an entire week to see a new episode. That's so true. This is the first time in a long time that I've like religiously watched it every week. But the other thing I wanted to mention was, did you know like Faye in the show? Her name is Chloe yeah, she's Cherry, a porn star. But she's yeah, she's a porn star. So I think it's interesting too that like the show has casted people who actually have like experiences. Um, that like portrays what their character is yeah instead of like glamorizing the whole like face character and trying to portray like something like the actress is completely not and actually just casting someone who had that experience so I think that's interesting too that like we're honoring that kind of like you know I feel like he really just wanted someone who was comfortable with nudity I've heard yeah Um, who like fits the role like can't you know i think she's also done a really cool interview recently I've, I've been meaning to watch it um but she also talked about like how how they film like the drug scenes and stuff which is cool because like the way i want yeah um, anyways i don't think we need to talk more about euphoria yeah no what other books slash movies would you recommend that's like your all-time favorite i would say book wise like fiction i would say the book thief i know a lot of people probably have read it but it's just like it has remained one of my favorites for a long time just like the way he writes like i'm a sucker for like beautiful elaborate writing which i think is where i take a lot of influence of my writing from um like i honestly think the way like the book thief was written like shaped how i wanted how i wrote like creatively um but non-fiction wise um, it's a book called When Breath Becomes Air by Paul, I'm not going to say his last name because I'm going to butcher it, but he um, is a, was a neurosurgeon um, and it's like a memoir. So I it's also a really, really good book, but you have to be ready to like cry <laughs> if you want to read it. So, <laughs> yeah, I've heard. Um, but I think those two are some of like 
my all-time mm-hmm. favorites. Yeah, I think book-wise for me, um, I recently read this book called Intimacies by Katie Kitamura. Uh-huh. Um, but honestly, like, one of my favorite books I've, like, read so far. Well, one of my favorite books I've read, like, in a long time. Just because I really enjoy those books that are very, very focused on, like, character develop- development and just, like, the details of the story itself instead of being so climatic. Like, everything, obviously, I read a lot of fictional books that are, like, just, like, entertaining to read, but, like, I don't really need to, like, pay attention to details that much. But this book specifically, I had to, like, reread so many passages just because, like, there's so much into it. Yeah. Um, but basically, it's about, like, an interpreter who moves to The Hague from New York. Uh-huh. And there's, like, not just, like, love relationship, but there's also friendship. And since she's an interpreter, there's a lot of, like, she was interpreting for this, like, president who did, like, terrible things in his country. And the, relate like, intimacies between, like, interpreting for someone like that and court, etc. So that was super interesting. I feel like I need to reread it just to, like, truly understand it. Yeah. Oh my god, this just reminded me. I think I like nonfiction more. Um, I think I think I've always liked nonfiction. Um, like I I I like especially memoirs and um, autobiographies. Like that's probably my favorite genre. Mm. And I think too. I know like everybody, um, like says like these are very very talked about books. I would say like in twenty twenty, but. Like, Know My Name, Bechanel Miller. Like, yeah. you should absolutely read it. I know you've mentioned it before. You definitely should read it. And, like, Crying yeah. in H Mart, you should also read that. Uh, Especially yes. if you're Asian-American and you have, like, that weird, complicated relationship with your mom. Like, I think that's a good read. And, um, oh, and Minor Feelings also great like these are all like bestseller books so like i don't think they're like obscure or like i'm saying anything new but i've just really enjoyed i've just really enjoyed like i don't know like i've i I like that they made me think a little bit afterwards um i'm trying to get back into reading fiction again but that's i go through phases wait when i'm reading nonfiction, i need a fiction on the side yeah i just can't it just feels like textbook sometimes yeah Um, i don't i don't know i think i just oh you know what actually is a really cool but i read a book for my continued writing course in asian american history and i don't know if you know about the la riots back in the 90s a black teenager was shot dead by a korean store owner and it like caused like a series of riots in the 90s and it was like a very very famous event chain of events um i read a book like two semesters back, like when we were living together about this author wrote it from the Korean and the African-American like perspective. She was like doing two lines of storytelling in one book. It was very cool. Actually, I'll oh. find the title. I feel like you'd like it because it's fiction. Yeah, find the title because I am intrigued. Yeah, I'll, I'll find I it. Be- this is funny because I've, I don't know, I think <laughs> I read a lot of fiction when I was younger and then all of a sudden I just like yes. didn't want to read it as Let much anymore. Know. In terms of shows... I recently started watching Dope Sick, which is a great show about the opioid crisis. Um, I briefly read the, read the book Empire of the Pain 
um, about the Sackler family. I could not finish it because it was like literally 600 pages. Holy shit. This is not the vibe right now. No. But I read like one third of it and they like Purdue Pharma, which is created by Sackler family. They basically like created OxyContin, which is like one of the most like used drugs like back in like 2000s, 1999s, 90s-ish. So the show is like about that like rise of oxy and like drug addiction and stuff a lot of drug related shows but it's really well made and all the actors actresses are great um really like tells a story like very like in detail and very accurate i think so highly recommend i have no recommendations dude i haven't watched any niche shows recently (laughs) i'm in my comfort show phase yeah, see, I'm in my adventure. Because, like, show I just need something I can have in the background while I try and do work or fall asleep. Yeah. So, yeah. see, yeah. I haven't, I haven't exactly ventured recently. Enough about <laughs> shows. And we, can, we should have done, like, a whole episode of No, we this, will. I feel like we literally yes, have to. We should. A yeah, book we and, like, to. a book and TV and movie episode, I think, would be really yeah. cool. Now to the more serious questions that we were asked. One of the biggest one was handling friendship breakups. So like what our experiences are around that and how we go about it. So Annabelle, friendship tell us, breakups. have you gone through a friendship breakup? Um, I don't think I've gone through a friendship like breakup per se. I think it was more of like a you drift apart and you grow up type of situation like I don't know I I think like a friendship breakups has like some big dramatic fight and like you know um like I've never I've actually never gone through that I think I'm pretty lucky um because I think I've always like just had a like small smaller circle um like I think I don't bullshit like if I like don't want to be friends or like if I don't see like value in being friends with someone like I don't think I'm gonna try and be like oh my god like let's still hang out like and I want to have a bunch of acquaintances um that's just a really long-winded to say long-winded way to say I think like only happened once um where it wasn't a breakup it was just kind of like oh like we grew up and we grew apart I had a really close friend in high school um and obviously on like college in different places and um I just think we had like different like values and lifestyles and um, I just didn't, um, like it just wasn't aligned and it became like emotionally draining to hear about like a lifestyle that like, you know, I don't exactly associate with and, um, like I'm talking girly slapping her parents' credit card 10 grand at a time. Like I can't, I, I don't, I don't want to do that. Um, so, you know, it, we just kind of drifted apart and like I'll always be really happy like looking back on the memories like we had in high school because it, w- it was super fun like all the times we had like went to Paris together on a school trip so like that shit was cool I think that was like the only time like I don't think I've actually had like a like a breakup per se yeah I feel like a lot of times friendship breakups are much harder than relationship breakups and I think the reason is because like we expect friendships to be forever no matter like yeah anything changes like you're supposed to be friends forever but i just don't think that's how it works like i think people need to 
get used to like people coming and going and not necessarily like we're not friends anymore like I hate you like no yeah I think when you just don't match in certain like values or qualities in certain like life stage then you just naturally don't like you're just not naturally close anymore um I can think of like two major breakups I've gone through like before and honestly like I've definitely thought about them and like missed those friendships but I try to remind myself like why it happened and like the values just didn't match back then and I definitely wasn't even and like recently I saw like one of them in the city and I was honestly like oh like it would be cool if I just reached out and like maybe like caught up and try to be more like friendly because like we like hung out in like a group setting once and it was fine but I just haven't spoken to her in like six seven years yeah so I feel like the tension is not even there anymore like it, it was so like back in middle school high school yeah because like, I could see myself like reaching out if I like really felt like it and it's fine like back then our values didn't match but now like it might and you could like give it a shot again but I think this goes on to like kind of our next question which is like our the value that we the quality we value most in friendships and for me that is like fundamentally if I agree with your value as a person and if that doesn't match then it's not gonna work yeah like if I don't even agree with like what you believe in or like what you stand for then like what's the point of like being friends like putting in the effort to like build this relationship that is fake essentially yeah I think for me um like loyalty and um like honesty uh I think oh my god this is so funny because over the weekend we all took the Enneagram personality thing have you taken it (laughs) yeah i think so but this I is so funny because like literally we were all sitting around we took the rice parody test together and then we also took the enneagram together oh my God. um so i'm like a type two like a two wing three enneagram which is like the giver like like if you say mm. it in a not so nice way like i'm a people pleaser um mm. like i think you know that like i tend to yeah. put other people's like priorities above my own like especially when I've committed to something like I think I I will like I'd rather like push whatever I need back a little bit to like complete that first so like obviously I think loyalty is something I seek a lot and honesty because I think I people please the most when I'm with people that like I'm not actually very close friends with (laughs) which sounds really stupid Mm, that makes sense but yeah like I with my close friends like I want you to be able to tell me when I'm being stupid and I want to be able to tell you when you're being stupid too. Cause like some people get really offended. Cause like, um, I also understand like, you know, I, I think a really good way is to like ask like, Oh, do you need comfort or advice? Cause like sometimes you just want comfort and that's fine. But sometimes, um, like you say something, I feel like some people take it like super seriously. So I think, um, like I'd rather, like I want, my friends like be able to say like I they know they can say whatever to me and I'm not gonna be like oh my god like my feelings are so hurt um so I guess like those things which is like pretty much the same thing with the values because like if you don't I think if you fundamentally don't align like just on your worldview it's really hard to be friends with someone because 
like that's like the basis of your belief system so I think when you have to like think about your belief system when you're like you know being friends with someone that probably (laughs) it just won't work out yeah no exactly and for me it's someone who is willing to put in the effort right like reciprocity is yeah exactly I think that goes with like every single little thing like is this person even making the effort to like carve out time to be with you is this person like thoughtfully thinking about like how you spend your time with them because you can send someone you can spend time with someone for like days and like you get nothing out of it because like this person is just not a good listener or like you're just not doing anything like meaningful that like contributes to like both of your relationship in the time right like i think childhood friendships get into that a lot just because like you just spend so much time as kids together that's easy to forget like hey we sh- we can also be changing like about the way we interact with each other because like we change as people um it's easy to get comfortable with your friends especially those that you're like oh friends forever because you're always just gonna be there and it's hard to remind yourself like hey you should be trying all the time, all the time yeah. to like keep this friendship it's not just like a given that it's gonna continue yeah so I think we think we forget a lot like about how much effort you have to put into like just maintaining more than like being exactly like honestly I don't try as hard with my boyfriend as I do with my friends Mm -hmm. it's that bad Mm -hmm. like I because I feel like it's like a dynamic that you've already established and like he's probably a little more forgiving (laughs) Mm -hmm. than like intolerable (laughs) um and I feel like with my friends like because it's, it's hard to keep in contact with someone. Like, my best friend is abroad. Not abroad. Different state um, this semester. Yeah. And, like, we've had to, like, try a lot harder. Because usually I just walk into the living room. And I'm like, hey, do you want to hang out? <laughs> and she's, like, there. But um, she's, like, in D.C. now. So I've, like, kind that kind of was, like, oh, my God. You have to do a lot of, like, upkeep to make sure that you are, like, in the loop in each other's lives. Because, like, all this shit happens so quickly during the day. And if you don't, yeah. like, talk about it, you kind of forget. Right. And it's just not the same. So, no, I agree. definitely not. It's hard to keep up with, like, so many individuals. But I've learned a lot from, like, yeah. really good friends that, like, I see what they do to, like, maintain their friendships. And I really admire that, like, kind of effort they put in. Because, like, it does take, like, time and you're, like, not thinking about yourself. You're thinking about another person. But it's, like, just as yeah. important to maintain that. And we're not saying, like, you have to do that for, like, 30 people. Like, no. No, like, that's not that's possible. That's not real. <laughs> like, also, I feel like if you're at that level, then, like, I don't know. Like, are you tired? Yeah. Because <laughs> I feel like doing it to you. five people would be tired. Tiring. Yeah. Okay. We also got a, another. Let me see. Someone asked, um, what is a common piece of relationship advice that you're used to hearing or like friendship advice that you don't believe in anymore? Great question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Kind of hard because I don't know how to answer. This is funny because we didn't know how to answer this the first time around either. And and I still don't. The two recordings have been just long enough in between that I have zero fucking clue what i said the first time like i actually do not remember i remember what i said so basically i said like i've heard not necessarily an advice but just like 
something that people circle around. It's like, oh, I really want to oh. find the guy version of myself. Yeah, or vice versa. Whatever kind of relationship you're in. Just like, I want to find another version of myself, like, out there. Like, exactly the same, like, same hobbies, same blah, 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 like, same qualities. Um, and it's like, yes, like, it made sense, like, when I first heard it. But now that we're kind of more aware of just, like, we're living in, like, such a patriarchal, like, society. And just hearing my friends saying that they just want to find a guy version of themselves... It's kind of, like, sad sometimes. I'm like, why do you want to find, like, a exact, like, replica of yourself? Like, a relationship, yeah. part, like, a significant other is supposed to, like, complement you in certain ways. And you're not supposed to, like, a perfect, like, copy that you're just, like, to, like, slap together and living life together. Like, you're supposed to complement each other and, like, kind of fill in, like, some holes, I guess, here and there. With one another yeah. and like grow together instead of just like let me just find a guy version of me <laughs> i okay i kind of remember what we were saying last time too because i think i had the same reaction where i actually i've i don't think i've heard people around me say that they want to find like the guy or girl version of themselves um but like i also don't know a common piece of relationship advice like i've heard that I'm like that's not true because I feel like most of the things I have heard like have proven to be like semi-true or useful like good communication and Mm. like don't go to bed angry you know how that's a really common thing people say like oh like you should always resolve a fight before bed which I agree with because actually I I don't know about that one I or see like or my other point was I used to be a very passive-aggressive fighter, so that works for me. Like, if we don't yes, resolve something too. before I go to bed, it's not going to get resolved for another three days because I won't, or I used to not. <laughs> I just, I would just, like, I'd be like, I'm not breaking first. You yeah. got to do it. Um, But I was going to say, I think there's no, like, big common relationship advice that's going to be true for everyone. I think every relationship is just so different that um, – like, when someone tells you, like, oh, this works for me, like, you don't have to feel bad that it doesn't work the same for you. Or you don't have to feel bad that, like, you know, you're not implementing that in your relationship. I think um, I've also learned that, like, when people, like, ask, you know, they're like, oh, like, what should I do in these situations? I've learned to be, like, as vague as humanly possible. I think um, I've always tried to be like, okay, like, I'll, I'll listen to your problems, but I'm not going to tell you what to do because – like, I don't know them, obviously. Like, their dynamic. I feel like what some people present as their dynamic isn't actually their relationship dynamic. And I don't want to be responsible. So I feel like yeah. the general consensus of, like, the probably one true thing that can apply to almost everyone is communication is good. But that's, like, for any type of relationship. Yeah, that is true for a friendship, family, like, any type of relationship. Um, I guess the other one... It's not a common piece of advice, I think, but a lot of people say, like, oh, be, like, selfless in a relationship. Like, you always have to, like, think about the other person, which is true because, like, you're kind of, like, doing life together and you have to, like, constantly think about another person. But I personally think, well, from my understanding, I feel a lot of, like, girls in a relationship try to take the part of being, like, more selfless because... Like, they invest in a relationship oh, more. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
but then it's like but then it's like we should be more selfish sometimes like it's easy to compromise our own needs because you think that's what you need in a relationship but not necessarily true like your needs should not be compromised for another person basically like you still need to stand your ground yes you need to compromise some stuff but not everything yeah i think i don't know like compromise like i get it but that's true i do see a lot of like girls specifically um dropping a lot of things for like their boyfriends and sometimes like their boyfriends like two months yeah um that's that's kind of that's really true actually um I think maybe I feel like there's a lot of information that gets thrown at people now. You see a lot of relationship advice on TikTok. You see a lot of relationship advice like on YouTube. Um, And I just think maybe like before you like take any of those that like an absolute certainty that you need to consider that yours is like very unique and whoever's talking doesn't know everything about you. So you don't have to like feel bad or like, I uh, feel some type of way about whatever they say. Cause like, I see so many things that are like, don't go into college with your high school boyfriend. <laughs> and maybe, maybe mm. I'm just petty, <laughs> but I went into college with my high school boyfriend yeah. and I feel like I didn't, I don't think I missed out on like anything. Like, like I made my friends, I did my extracurriculars. Um, maybe like I didn't participate in hookup culture. Um, but like is it worth I don't it? Think I, Probably I don't, not. I don't, like I don't think I would have participated anyways, just like based on who I am. Um like I love hearing about it. <laughs> it's so funny because like whenever people tell me, I'm like, oh my gosh, like what happened? But like I don't think I could have. So you know, like some for some people, like they would be like, Yes, do not go into high school, like college or high school boyfriend. So obviously like everybody's situation is just so different and there's no like like golden recipe, so to speak. So, um, Feli, there is one specifically for you. And. <laughs> oh, I can't not laugh. This is... Oh, my gosh. Uh, okay. Um, I'm only laughing because we've done this twice. Um, it's a really good question, actually. What do you think was, like, the biggest change or lesson you felt since, like, exiting college and entering adulthood because you're an adult now oh my god your taxes (laughs) oh my god um i remember my first answer was just like pretty just like on the whim of just like figuring myself out and just like adulting things i think not a lot of people talk about the transition like how the challenges between like, going from something so structured to something like, oh, you just dropped in this big city and, like, figure it out. Like, yes, we have jobs, we have, like, friends here or whatever, but no one talks about how hard it is to make adult friends, how hard it is to, like, figure out, like, how to, first of all, do your job, and second, how to live your adult life on top of that with everything else going on, so... We talked a lot about this in the Rainsford episode, um, so I'm not going to get too much into it. But I think now thinking about it, I think another hardest part is just, like, finding what identify you. Because I think 
all throughout high school, college, we all had a part of us that was attached to us that people knew of. Like for example, I was in high school, I was like the artsy person. Like I had the arts going for me. I did model UN too, and like I played like one sport. And then in college, similar situation where like people knew what clubs I was in. Well, like, I studied almost right, but then when you're out of college, there's no more identity that's attached to you other than your job, basically, and like what city you live in. I feel like, and so figuring that out was challenging, just because I had to figure out like what was my hobbies. Like, what do I want to do with all my free time? I feel like that's so jarring. Yeah, because and- you have no structure anymore. No, exactly. No one's helping you. No one's guiding you and telling you exactly what you want to do. Like, you are the sole decision maker of like what you do with your time. And it's easy to be influenced like in such a big city of doing like what everyone else is doing and doing things that you think you should be doing, but. I think I'm still in like the process of like figuring it out, obviously, and like in previous episodes, I think I talked about just like wanting to find more time for myself to like explore different mm. things, like watching more movies, TV shows, like reading more, listening to podcasts. I think that's gonna be the way for me to figure out like what kind of niche I'm passionate about the most, and. I think a lot of last year was just finding things that like kind of worked, but I knew like some wasn't working, some were work working, and oh my god, did I tell you I started running? <laughs> what? <laughs> you started I running? Know. Okay, for anyone listening, I'm <laughs> the last person you would think I run because I tell everyone like I'm not a runner. I I cannot imagine you running because I feel like you do everything except for running. Yeah, and swimming, but I am never gonna swim. That's a fact. <laughs> I know that. Yes, I do know that. But running, I was like, well, all our friends were running over during quarantine. I legit what? like in them. Yeah, like Ruri, like my roommate, like they all ran together. Oh, remember, yeah. I would just be at home, like, okay, see you guys when you get back. I was, it didn't even Long. cross my mind to join. I was like, this is never gonna happen. But one day I woke up, I was like, I'm gonna run today, and then I understand why people get addicted to it, and it's really nice being able to build something that's just like to zone out and just like hit a goal that's your own instead of being like I'm gonna compete with others like run with people I want to do it myself like I'm not trying to run fast or anything yeah running scares me like you know what I'm very proud of you um not for me though like could not be <laughs> wait me. I thought you, you ran never a little bit <laughs> no I walk dude I fast oh, walk you I fast walk very walk. very fast okay. no this is actually really funny because um Rui and I were just talking this this like yesterday we're talking about how we're both like very fast walkers mm-hmm. like abnormally fast yeah. for such short people yeah i walk really fast too but kind of have to here i guess it's so i mean you're only like what 22 you have so much time to figure it out but i feel like you've like kind of finally settled into new york mm-hmm. like not completely settled in but definitely kind like of. just from talking to you because right we started this right about when you moved in right um so 
I feel like if you go back to listen to our first updates, you sound a lot more comfortable. Yeah. You probably don't feel it just yet, but like I, as someone who you talk to, obligatorily every week, (laughs) I can feel it. See the progress. Yeah. Like definitely feel less. Like I definitely get days. Like today I was like feeling a little overwhelmed. Having a lot of like personal shit I had to do. But after like a few hours, I was like, okay, it's fine. Like, I'll get it out of the way. Like, it's okay. Yeah. Um, it will be fine. So, yeah, adulting. On that lovely note, um, and a stage I won't hit for like another year and a half. <laughs> we'll get there eventually. <laughs> we will get. Oh, I don't. I don't know. Yes, you will. <laughs> you what if know. like? What if? What if like? What if like I don't get a job in um America and we have to switch our podcast name? Stop. From Don't from, even don't even say it. <laughs> don't even coming, say it. From coming to you from different states of the same country to coming at you from <laughs> different completely different countries. countries. Okay, let's really hope it doesn't happen. Like yeah. I don't the year. US government. Please, please, no. <laughs> please give me a job. Please. Not just a job, but like sponsor me specifically. <laughs> anyways we made it to the end hopefully you guys hear this (laughs) oh my god this is like a significantly shorter episode just very chaotic very chaotic but exactly what we needed honestly a good reset before we dive into the next half of the second season but we haven't said this in a while but if you guys want to give us a little rating oh (laughs) my god your lovely platforms that you're listening on even though we're kind of canceling spotify now for a little bit oh right 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 t t t t but that is true rate us on apple Podcasts instead thanks thanks (laughs) thanks but thank you for listening and tuning in on this very chaotic interesting day yeah. interesting recording oh my god too much has happened but you know what we'll see you next yeah. week yeah we'll talk to you next week bye <laughs>